Welcome to the Sunny Talk Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sunny Giuliano. It's Tuesday. That's podcast day around these parts. And joining me to talk about the NFL and maybe some college football and NBA for the next hour is the notorious PMC, Paul Clark. Paulie, how we doing? We're doing good. We're doing good, brother. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm I'm doing okay right now, but both of my parents are sick. They have something like laryngitis. Maria is sick. She has strep throat. So I'm kind of at this point where I'm just waiting to get one of the two, or maybe one badass laryngitis strep throat hybrid that will for sure put me on the shelf right before Christmas. It's a sure thing. Um, you can go ahead and make that your, your lead pipe lock of the week if you want, because that's happening. Other than that, I'm great. I'm doing great. Never good. Got yourself locked in the bedroom, just, you know, all by yourself. And, and on top of that, I work at an elementary school where I have a thousand, oh, a thousand right. sick kids that I'm coming in contact with every day who want to give me high fives and right. get their sweat all over me because I teach PE. And it's just a disaster. I have no, I have no chance of not getting sick. If we, we talk about Christmas miracles, if I don't get sick, Right before That'll Christmas, be that's the Christmas miracle. <laughs> that's the miracle, right? Yeah, that's the miracle of Christmas. I mean, <laughs> the the birth of Christ and and Sonny not getting sick. That's the one-two for Christmas miracles. But yeah, other than that, I'm fantastic. We, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. This time of year with NFL and NBA and college football and college basketball, it's just amazing television every night. And and this is really the best time to be a sports fan. You you have Christmas right around the corner, and you have everything kind of – every night is perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a, a heaven for guys like me and you. You know, it's just uh, a sports lover's delight. Um, every night you get a little bit of something good, and uh, it's you really can't beat it. Like you said, it's phenomenal stuff. It really is. Um, so we have the Week 14 game to pick. Another tie last week. We, we came to a draw again. Uh, we were both 3-2 and two picking the five college conference championship games, and then we were both 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one in NFL. So that brings the yearly tally to seven weeks for me, three weeks for you, three weeks that have tied. So that means officially we can only tie. You can only tie me by the end of the regular season. And we'll we'll keep the tally going through the playoffs. But uh you need to sweep the next four to to have a a tie heading into the postseason. Gotcha. The the Seahawks Sunday night football victory it saved me. You you went with Philly and I went against my man Carson Wentz and I picked Russell Wilson and Seattle at home, and it paid off. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it was, I, I thought about it. That was a tough game. I went could go either way. And, uh, you know, Russell Wilson came out and played a fantastic game. And I really wasn't sure how uh, – I'm not sure why, I should say. Um, Doug Peterson didn't challenge that one 
I guess you could call it a lateral, but it sure did look like a forward pass that Russell Wilson made downfield. That was a big play in the game. You know, that that was one of those plays that I think if you call it a forward pass on the field, like during the play, I don't think you could overturn it and say it was a lateral. But the fact that they called it a lateral, I don't know that there was conclusive enough evidence to overturn it and call it a forward pass. I mean, well, it was fast, but that's they showed how, one slow. It, it was one slow motion where, like, they showed him pitching it at the forty-seven and the guy catching it at the forty-eight. So, yeah, it was tough. It, it, it definitely could have went the other way. What I'm just saying is, I I thought he definitely should have. It should have been, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that would have uh, you know won the game for Philadelphia or whatever, but I mean, Seattle did all play him most of the night. Um, they had a couple crucial, you know, Philly had a couple crucial turnovers um, near the near the you know near the end zone, uh, a couple big penalties, but uh, you know Russell Wilson just continues his phenomenal season, and uh, you know he's he's been a part of 29 of Seattle's 30 touchdowns this year, which is just about <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um we'll, we'll get we'll get to the good quarterback play eventually, but before we hop into the week 14 games, let's quickly do the weekly worst. Um and not that he's a candidate this week because he didn't start the game and he, he was limited. But you were at the New England Patriots Buffalo Bills game on Sunday. I was. What, what was it like to watch a legend like Nathan Footstep Fearman in person? Well, I got to tell you, I didn't see him. He came out on the field right as we were leaving. So. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> when you text me, when you text me that about seeing footsteps, Peterman, I was actually walking to the car. Um, oh, but as as we were leaving, as we were leaving the suite, I did hear that Peterman was coming into the game. So I can't believe he didn't turn around. I mean, I would have, but I was afraid Uncle Joe was going to leave without me, and I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> No, no more mishaps at those games for Uncle Joe. <laughs> so I, I only there's really only one rock solid candidate this week. Um, you could have went the direction of Tyrod Taylor. You could have went Blaine Gabbert. Um, but I, I think that uh, Trevor Simeon is the easy winner. Nineteen for forty-one for two hundred yards, three interceptions, sacked three times. A 1.6 quarterback rating, and he lost to Jay Cutler. I mean, how bad is Denver? Like, things have just gone really, really bad. Like, you're losing that bad to Miami? Right. I mean, that's just not good. What's that, nine in a row now? Uh, eight. Eight in a row. Eight, eight, yeah, okay, eight of their last nine, eight in a row, yeah, it, so are we in agreement, Trevor Simeon, that it's a fair pick for the Week 13 Weekly Worst? Yeah, that's, you can't get much worse than that. So You really can't. That was, that was actually statistically one of the worst performances of the year. So Trevor Simeon and your, your Northwestern education that is talked about all the time, congratulations, you're the Weekly Worst. I think uh, that Northwestern education is probably going to come in real handy at the end of this season because I think your NFL career is coming to a fast end. 
<laughs> Hopefully he found other avenues to make some money. He's not getting another NFL contract. All right, uh, week 14 games. No teams are on a bye. We do have two games that have no line. Detroit at Tampa Bay. I assume that's wondering about Matt Stafford's availability. And uh, Indianapolis at Buffalo. I, what is that, Tyrod Taylor? Do, do we? Yeah, Tyrod. Are we anticipating that that footsteps might get another start? It might be footsteps at the helm again. So my God, I, I yeah, I, I really hope so. I mean, you know, now would be the time get your play tickets to Buffalo. You know, I could see what I could do. Maybe I could get you into the suite so you could watch it. You know, watch, watch footsteps right from the Batavia down suite. So. My goodness, yeah, that, that's awful. Uh, and then I, I have three other games that I don't want to go over. Um, San Francisco at Houston. We actually were different on this game. The Texans are favored by three. You took the Texans. I took San Francisco. Um, I just think with Garoppolo in there they're, that they're going to be competent and and halfway decent. And I'm not sure what I'm going to get from Macho Man Tommy Savage on a weekly basis, like with the Niners. Okay. Um, then we have the the New York Jets visiting the aforementioned shitty Denver Broncos. The Jets are a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. We both like New York. And finally, the 3-9 and nine Chicago Bears visiting the 5-7 and seven Cincinnati Bengals. Since he's favored by six, we both like the Bengals. Did you ever think after week two that coming into this week, the Jets would be the favorite at Denver? In Denver. I know, man. NFL is not easy thing, man. It really is. You know what else is crazy? I saw, I saw this stat today on Twitter. Andy Dalton has seven games this year with two touchdowns and no interceptions. That is more than any other quarterback in the league this season. Just wanted to get your Andy Dalton plug in, didn't you? Well, it's just funny that Andy Dalton, the the Red Rifle, our week two winner of the weekly worst, um, is actually, you look at the numbers, maybe not too terrible this year. It's the first half. The Bengals are – if they could just play the halftime every week, I guarantee you their record would be way better. Second half of games are just not very good. I mean, last no. night last night it was like they were taking deep shots in the first half, A.J. Green, this and that. Second half they were just playing not to lose, and the Steelers just came back. And I tell you, there were some vicious collisions in that game. I mean, well, we'll get to that because um, – we have Baltimore at Pittsburgh. You want to, let's just we skip around the schedule. Let's just do that one first since we're right here. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. The one reason I consider picking Chicago to beat Cincinnati, I I think there's probably a track record in the history of teams who, after a game as brutal as that one was last night, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. You probably have a, an off week the next week. I mean, it, it's kind of seemed like it. I mean, that's why, I mean, I did pick Cincinnati, but I went to the Ravens in this game. Just sort of the fact of it's going to be another hard-hitting game, and Jesus, 
Pittsburgh, I mean, the 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 hit to Antonio Brown took, I mean, they're going to be without Juju Smith-Schuster, or as John Gruden called him last night, Juju Schuster-Smith. Um, it's confusing. There are two S's back there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the ter- terrible injury to Ryan Chazier, that was probably one of the worst injuries I've seen watching a football game. You know, you could just tell right away he was in so much pain and yeah. not seeing his, you know, just seeing his legs go limp like that. It was just a re- really, really scary scene. And, uh, you know, all reports seem like he's doing pretty good, you know, which I'm glad to hear. I'm, you know, I was afraid that it was going to be, you know, the, you know, I was afraid I was going to hear the worst and I, I hopefully you don't. And, uh, but, you know, Baltimore's getting six and, I think this is going to be another close, hard fall game. I had to take the points. Yeah, I agree with you. It kind of seems like these two teams always are in dog fights, and I, I just don't know physically if the Steelers can play another game like that, especially with New England right around the corner the next week. Uh, another thing, by any chance, did you see the photo of Antonio Brown's right big toe? I didn't. Is it, is it something that I should – I'm going to Google search it right now. I mean, he uh, he put a picture on yesterday. He was questionable, I guess, all week with the big toe injury. And uh, he's he got the Sergeant Holker injury. Oh, it, it, it's oh. it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, that's just a bad looking big toe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean. He was out there running, running past patterns and stuff on that thing. God bless him. Tougher man than me. You ain't lying. <laughs> so yeah, we both like Baltimore. I think it's close. Uh, I just, I think that takes something out of you. A game like that, uh, just so physical and, you know, no Juju Smith Schuster. You don't know what Brown is going to bring to the table. And Baltimore's been playing good. We shit on them every week, but. You know, they keep winning games. They're seven and five. They have the pole position for that last wild card spot in the AFC. So we'll see. Uh, let's go to the six and six Dallas Cowboys visiting the two and ten New York Giants. Cowboys are a five point favorite in New York, and officially now, the Ben McAdoo era is over. I, that's kind of why I picked the Giants. I think you're probably going to their best game. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think Eli coming back and no McAdoo, that Giants crowd is going to be so fired up. They're going to be more into this game than any other game they've played this season. I think the Giants get a win outright. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I just think you're probably going to get their best effort and best performance of the season. Um <laughs> Getting five, I thought, was a crazy thing. And, uh, you know, I, I like the Giants. Like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if they went out right. Yeah. Um, do, do we know if, if McAdoo was able to get back on the team plane, or did he have to get an Uber? I, I believe he did get a plane, but I think they only brought him halfway, and then he had to get an Uber. It's happened like Omaha and, and yeah. like all right, we have to refuel Ben. Yeah, your time's uh, up. This is the yeah, this is your uh this is your uh destination here, big guy. <laughs> so 
so you better get the Uber app because I hope he was able to get his uh, his bag off the plane because he probably had a shitload of hair gel in there. You don't want him yeah. to have to go without that. No, no, you definitely don't want to miss out on that. Oh man! All right, next up. The 6-6 six and six Green Bay Packers visiting the 0-12 Cleveland Browns. Packers are favored by three and a half on the road. You know, I it's kind of really looking like the Packers are, they, they have an avenue where they could make the playoffs. Yeah, there uh, looks like if they could get this win, the man will be back into hell next week and... Uh, that's a scary thing for everybody else because if they get in and they and they got Rodgers, they always got a shot. Look, it feels like how we're looking right now. We're going to get Eagles, Vikings, Saints, Rams, uh, Seahawks, and Packers in the playoffs, which might be the most stacked playoff race ever. That would be and fantastic. I'm going to tell you this right now. If Green Bay gets in, I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl. Because there's no way, there's no way that doesn't happen. It would be the most Aaron Rodgersy thing that, <laughs> that could possibly happen for him to come back from a, a broken collarbone that happened in Minnesota yeah. to only win the Super Bowl in that in Minnesota. Yeah, It's going to happen. If they get in the playoffs, they're winning the Super Bowl. It's going to happen. I don't know if you get to read that article that I put on Facebook about Aaron Rodgers that I tagged you in. With the Bears fans? Yeah. Yes, I did. How fantastic was that? It's really cool. I thought that was really nice. You know, I always, for a long time, I said that I I liked Brett Favre on a personal level more than I did Aaron Rodgers, but... I don't know. There's something about Rodgers, and I hate to admit it because it's in my DNA to hate any Packer. There is something about him that's pretty likable. And it might just be how Dan Goody is at football, but you read stories like that, too, and it definitely it definitely helps with that. Yeah, that was just amazing. And I thought it was crazy how they, they went into the store and saw uh, Ty Montgomery's mother in there. Yeah. So the Packers, you know, they're 6-6 six and six now, and it looks like they're going to need a lot of help to, to get in the playoffs. But they could be in the playoffs by the end of Week 15 if if they win the next two and the Panthers lose the next two. They'll be in that last wild card spot if those two things happen. And I think they could happen. Let's transition into Minnesota. Uh, ten and two visiting Carolina eight and four. This is not a gimme for Carolina. We we continue to say that we need to see more from Minnesota, but once again they they prove they're for real. They go into Atlanta and and get a convincing win. I mean, not the final score doesn't show it, but. They took care of business. I, I think we have to say that they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender now. Well, I said it last week. I, I was done picking against them. I picked them last week. I said, I'm done. I've been saying I've been waiting for five or six weeks for them to play a bad game, and every week they come out and play really solid football. Uh, Mike Zimmer is definitely on the short list for coach of the year. And mm-hmm. uh, Case Keenum, he's got to be on the short list for comeback player of the year or something. 
Cause did he, they did just, it really be comeback? Did he, was it ever there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> most improved, I guess. You yeah, there you go. That, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, he's been really good. Um, the crazy thing is I did pick Carolina. I, I just think they're playing for their lives. You know, it's another road game for for Minnesota. That will be three road games in a row. Uh, just tough. Carolina's playing at home. They really need the game. I, I think Cam Newton plays one of them Cam Newton games where he's just really good, and uh, Carolina actually gets to win. So, so I took the Vikings, but I borrowed your thinking for this next game. New Orleans nine and three at Atlanta seven and five. The Saints are favored by two. I took Atlanta. Um, this is the Falcons' last chance. They're even more behind than Carolina. Um, We've been saying this over and over again, and I. But you know the Falcons need this one. We we said it last week, and they they didn't get it against Minnesota. But I, I think they they find a way to turn things around. New Orleans looked a little bit vulnerable a couple weeks ago against the Rams, so maybe maybe we see something from that blueprint from Atlanta. I, I think you're a little higher on Atlanta than I am. I am. I, I definitely am. I just I, – I don't know. I, I just don't think they have it this year. I think they got that Super Bowl hangover. Um, the Saints, to me, are, are just a really good football team. That two-headed monster running back with Ingram and Kamara. I mean, this uh, this Kamara is something special. I mean, you, you really find out why Bush Jones got fired at Tennessee because this guy wasn't even starting at Tennessee. Right. I mean, he <laughs> thought he was a backup. I mean, he's really good. Like – it's like the modern day Gel Sayers. Yeah, like he he doesn't even look like he's trying, and nobody could tackle him, and just a really special player. Um, I I think New Orleans wins this game. I just I just think they're better. I think they're on a little bit of a roll, and Atlanta's just I don't know. They just can't seem to really find their stride this year. We'll see. That game could go either way for me. Minnesota, Carolina could go either way for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely. They're definitely two. They're both good games. And for the record, it, this week's schedule is stacked. There's some yeah. amazing football this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, and because Baltimore, Pittsburgh is going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, Carolina should be awesome. New Orleans, Atlanta should be really good. Um. And then there are, there are three. Yeah, that, that's the next one up. There, I was going to say there are three more games that are really, really solid. This being one of them. Um, and, and just quickly for clarification, we both took Green Bay over Cleveland. We didn't. I didn't. I don't think we either. All right. Either no, I don't think we did either. Yes, that's right. But we both have the Packers. Um, so yeah, Oakland six and six visiting Kansas City six and six. The Chiefs are favored by four. You know, I don't feel great about either of these teams. It kind of feels like this game should just end in a tie and the Chargers should win this week because <laughs> LA is probably the best team in that division. They deserve an outright division lead, but um, I, I took Oakland. You took Oakland. Is there anything here besides the fact that the Chiefs are just crumbling quickly? Um, Raiders defense has been much better since firing Ken Norton. Uh, I know they've played two home games against the Giants in Denver, not really great offenses, but they, they've, the way their defense was playing early in the year, it wouldn't have mattered. But they, they've been getting more pressure on the quarterback. 
they're getting Cooper and Crabtree back this week, which will be huge. They started to get their running game going. You know, Marshawn Lynch had his best game, you know, and I think that's going to be huge. And, you know, this is a team that just maybe needed to get their mojo back from last year. And no matter who they're playing, a win's a win. So, uh, you know, the Chiefs have been finding ways to lose the last couple weeks where the Raiders have, have won a couple. I think the Raiders go on the road and get the win. I just think the Chiefs are in a free fall. You know, they took the quick 14 nothing lead last week on the Jets, and they just gave it away. Um, I don't know. I, I just I, I like the Raiders to win the game. You know, I think this is a three-point game either way. Um, so I, I agree with you. I took the Raiders. But I don't think either team pulls away in a major way. I don't think either team at this point is good enough to do so. I gotta say, Marcus Peters pulled one of the best things I've ever seen in a football game. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part too is how he came back out without socks on. Yeah, he just he just left like he got kicked out when he did. Yeah, I, I thought he got kicked out. I I didn't see any other reason why he should leave unless they told him he had to. But I didn't I didn't know why he wouldn't get kicked out. I was uh, I was shocked that he I was shocked that he did. Uh, next up, the eight and four Tennessee Titans visiting the five and seven Arizona Cardinals. The Titans are favored by three. I continue to not understand how the Titans keep winning football games. They tried losing that game to the Texans last week, and the only reason they covered was because of a seventy-yard Derrick Henry touchdown run at the buzzer. Um, this isn't a good football team, and I don't think they deserve to be favored on the road. So I took Arizona. <laughs> I did take Tennessee. Uh, I just I went back and forth in this game. I think it's going to be one of them close games. Wouldn't really be surprised at all if Arizona won, but I just think Tennessee is better, and I I think they get a win in a close game. I can see it, but uh, I I do not feel comfortable picking Tennessee. I picked I them. I, I did. I picked against them last week, and I stand by the fact that. I should have won that thing. <laughs> I think I picked against them last week, too. Yeah, we we both had Houston, and they were they were favored by four, and they were up by three. And then Henry broke the long touchdown run. All right. <laughs> Next up, the five and seven Washington Redskins visiting the six and six L.A. Chargers. Chargers are favored by six. I like the Chargers. I, you know, they let the Browns hang around last week. That that was a big, a big spread. I think they're favored by thirteen and a half. Yeah. Um, they only won by nine, but I didn't see anything that makes me doubt my position that that they're the best team in the AFC West and probably the third best team in the AFC. Period. Yeah, I mean, they're playing good football right now. Boza and Ingram. And they're, you know, got Casey Hayward in the secondary. And uh, offensively, has there been a receiver as good as, uh, I might just want Blake. Keenan Allen. 
Keenan Allen. Wow, I just had a total brain fart on Keenan Allen. Well, uh, I think you got three. confused because you, you compared Keenan Allen to Charlie Joyner last week, and, <laughs> and maybe you were thinking, oh, shit, Charlie Joyner doesn't play for this Chargers team. Who's that guy? No. Who what was it? John, uh, Lance Allworth or what? No, no, it's not him either. Wes Handler, no, it's not him either. Oh, yeah, Keenan Allen. I mean, three weeks in a row, 10 catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Very impressive. Um, Melvin Gordon running the ball, and of course Philip Rivers throwing it. Uh, I think this is a good game, but I like the Chargers to win. Yeah, I agree. This feels like one where Washington hangs in there, but ends up around ten. Yeah. Yep. All right, game of the week: the Philadelphia Eagles, ten and two, visiting the nine and three Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are favored by two and a half. Possible NFC Championship matchup and game between your second team and my second team. Um, and as would be expected, we're on different sides of this one. You know, this is a big game. If uh, the Rams win, they're looking at the two spot in the NFC. Uh, they'll move ahead of Philly, and they have the tiebreaker on the Saints, too. So this is a very big game. Um, I, I like the Rams. Uh, they, they're just a really good team at home. You know, this will be two, you know, uh, Philly staying on the West Coast. They played in Seattle. Then they play, you know, in the Rams. So they've been in Los Angeles all week. That's just a lot for a team. Um, the two-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, I, I like the Rams. I, like I said, this is, like you said, this is going to be a phenomenal game. I'm really looking forward to it. But I think the Rams get the win. I could see it. I, I think this is yet another coin flip game. Uh there are a number of them this week. Really tough slate of games to pick this week. Um, I think that, that that was a good learning experience for Philly last week, though. They needed to take a lump or two before the playoffs rolled around. They needed to be humbled a little bit. I, I think that that was, that was a good experience for them to go into Seattle and, and play a really good team, a really good quarterback. And, you know, See that you're not invincible. See that you have to bring your A game every week. And in the NFC, they're going to have to. Um, but I, I think they bounce back in L.A. Going to be a good one, definitely. Yeah. Uh, another good one. The 8-4 and four Seattle Seahawks visiting the 8-4 and four Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are favored by three. That was a statement win for the Seahawks on Sunday night. It looked like a a vintage Seahawks performance holding Philly to only 10 points. Yeah, uh, their defense was definitely good in this one. Um, They're going to need to stop the run, and I think, you know, they're built to stop the run. I mean, their secondary is banged up. I I don't really think Jacksonville is going to be able to take the advantage of that. And uh, when it comes down to it, just give me Russell Wilson in a close game against you know, Blake Bortles, so. It's now officially a three-man race for MVP. We talked about it last week, how Wilson needed to be mentioned as the third guy along with Wentz and Brady, but he's officially in that group now, right? Yes, for sure. No doubt about it. I mean. It could be any of those three guys, and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. I think you could make a compelling case for any of the three. The, the thing is... <laughs> If you look, 
at what they've done. Actually, Wilson should probably be the favorite, really, for what he's got and what, I mean, 29, you know, 29 out of 30 touchdowns he's accounted for. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If Wentz or Brady won it, I wouldn't be like, you got to be kidding me. But if they gave it to Wilson, I would, I would, I think he's very deserving also. So I just took Seattle. Uh, if this comes down, I think Russell Wilson's going to make plays in this game. The, the guy just runs for his life on every single play. And I, I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback throw more balls away than him, but it's just because he's a smart football player. He knows just to get it out of dodge and live to see another down. And uh, he doesn't take too many hits. He did take a couple big ones the other night. But he he just continues to make plays, and I think he makes enough of them to beat. I think they win the game outright in Jacksonville. I do, too. He's the most exciting player in football right now. <laughs> he's definitely up there. He's he, he's definitely fun to watch. He's kind of super frustrating. Super frustrating for the opposing defensive coordinator to game plan for every week. There, there isn't any player each week that I'm more excited to watch than Russell Wilson. No, he's he's really good. He does some at least one thing every game in it that I think to myself, no other quarterback could have done that. No. He, even the presence of even the presence of mind, even if that was a forward lateral. But just on, to make the play, night, the presence yeah, of mind was, to make that play. How many other guys make that play? No, no, it was an incredible play. It really was. <laughs> it definitely was. So, I mean, the numbers across the board are relatively even. Brady has more yards than either of those two, but you look at the quarter, the, the quarterback ratings are all really high. You look at the touchdown to interception ratio, they're all fantastic. Um, well, and what might end up winning it for Wentz, aside from the fact that he's great, I mean, we don't need to keep saying that, how great these guys are. They're, you know, those three and Rodgers, a healthy Rodgers, those are the four best quarterbacks in the league. But I think what might end up winning it for Wentz is the fact that it does come as a surprise. We didn't expect this from Philadelphia. We didn't expect this leap so soon. Um, and there is some kind of infrastructure in Seattle and New England where – for Philadelphia, we, we haven't seen that yet. No, you're right. Yeah, that's true. That is definitely but, true. But like I said, I, a vote for any of the three is the right vote. And if you vote for somebody outside of those three, I I don't understand your rationale. I mean, do one of the Rams guys got to be involved in this too? I mean, because who expected them to be this good? I mean, Goff and Gurley have both been really good. I mean, I know you're going to say it's just because they're my team, but, I mean, if you think about it, who thought the Rams were going to be sitting at 9-3 right now? No, you're right. Here would be my case against those two. I they think kind of off, off. Yeah, they off each, each other. other. Yeah. Because, because Wentz, Wilson, or Brady, they don't have anybody as good as Gurley does. Or as good as Goff does in Gurley. I hear you. But I, I, I guess if you're filling out like a, a five-man ballot, one of those two has to be in that five. That's what I mean. As far as the fourth guy goes, it's got to be one of the Rams guys, right? One of those two, I think you can make a really good case for Antonio Brown. You could probably actually make a really good case for Alvin Kamara. Yeah. 
<laughs> just yeah. what he does in their running game and their passing game. Um, so I think that, I mean, the two Rams guys and then Brown and Kamara, I think that's probably where you're going, right? Like that's, yeah. If you have like an eight-man ballot, which doesn't exist, but that's probably like your Yeah, eight. yeah. That's for sure. Well, that's a good one. I, I have the Seahawks, too. I I don't know if I made that statement, but... All right, finally, Monday Night Football. The 10-2 and two New England Patriots visiting the 5-7 and seven Miami Dolphins. Patriots are favored by 11. No Gronk in this game. And I, I did a little research. Yeah. Tom Brady... Six and eight straight up in Miami in his career. Doesn't sound good. It's probably one of the only places in the NFL that he has a losing record. However, in none of those 14 games was Jay Cutler the opposing starting quarterback. I like the Patriots in this one. Yeah, I uh, I, I went to the Patriots too. I, the, they got they got a lot of weapons. You, you'll see you'll see the running backs. And I mean, Dwayne Allen could catch passes. He he did it in yeah. Indy for years. You know what I mean? And uh, you know they might get Chris Hogan back, uh, Amendola, uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, and Brady will dissect them. You know, New England will be their typical New England. Uh, you know, their defense will shut down Jay Cutler, and and they'll win twenty-seven to ten. You know? Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't think we'll. The defense, that's the thing. They're so improved defensively, and we talked about it last week, but, again, another team under under two touchdowns, but holding Buffalo to three in Buffalo. And that's not a great Bills offense, but it does speak to, to how improved the Patriots are on that side of the ball. Definitely. From early in the season when they were just horrible. Right. Uh, you know, Belichick did Belichick things, and now look at them. All right, so our five different, Philly, L.A., I have Philly, you have L.A., Tennessee, Arizona, I have Arizona, you have Tennessee, New Orleans, Atlanta, I have Atlanta, you have New Orleans, Minnesota, Carolina, I have Minnesota, you have Carolina, and San Francisco, Houston, I have the Niners, you have the Texans. I have... um... I have no lead pipe locks this week. I'm oh. not feeling comfortable enough. Well, do you want to, why don't you lock in? Why don't you lock in me getting sick before Christmas? <laughs> I, I don't want to do that to you because I'm, you know, sitting at a nice two and zero right now, and that'd be one that I'd like to lose. So I don't, I don't want to lose. So well, since just, you're not making a pick, can I make a lead pipe lock of the? Well, we don't. We still haven't decided on a name. You've called it your stone cold pick, your your five star pick, your lead pipe lynch, the fourteen star pick of the week. Uh, whatever no, it is. I just called that my first week. My five star special was Sandy or the Chargers on Thanksgiving, and I called it my five star special. Well, last week I liked Clemson so much, I just gave it a bunch of different names. <laughs> I just came up with every name I could think of, and you were very confused about the whole situation of on what we were calling it. So we're just going to call it the five-star special. It was just okay, the fact but, that I... But if you change it again, then it just gets every name that 
that you've yeah. decided that it is. Like, you no longer get to name it. I name it. Okay. That, that would be fine. We're, we're just going to call it the five-star special from here on out. Okay. I I am making – I'm taking your pick this week since you you aren't making one. I'm saying that I'm going to get sick before Christmas. That's my five-star special pick of the week. I really hope you're wrong. Well, the good news is I hedge my bet. If I get sick, I win the bet. If I don't get sick, I don't get sick, and I don't really care about the bet. So, so this, is a, this is just a smart gambling play by me. Uh, should we touch on the college football conference championship games? Sure. Sure we should. Now, look, before, before the games last week, I, I was making a case that Ohio State could still get in if they won the Big Ten Championship, and you were telling me no way. I, I still stand by that. I think if you look solely at the resumes, which they, they don't, they, there are other factors involved, I just don't see how how Ohio State's resume doesn't match up with Alabama's. It's, it comes down to one game, bro. The, the Iowa loss, I get it, but... It, it's just that you can't... They have they have two losses by a lot of points, and one loss by over thirty points at a non-ranked team. That just knocks out. I mean, to me, if you're thinking if you're thinking Ohio State's got a good case, you got to think USC's got just as good a case. Sure. I, yeah. Okay. I, I get that. I, I get that logic. To me, to me, this is what it comes down to. If you're sitting in that room, you have to look at the coaches in the room and say. As a coach, who would you rather play, Alabama or Ohio State? And as a coach, if somebody said, you got to pick one team to play, Ohio State or Alabama, I'm picking Ohio State. I don't want to play Alabama. And there, I think there at least needs to then be a little more clarity about what what, the, what kind of criteria the selection committee is using. Because if you look at the – if you look at the schedules, Alabama doesn't have the quality of wins that that, Penn State, that Ohio State has. Well, this is the nice thing. When they beat Florida State, Florida State was ranked third in the country. I mean, they knocked DeAndre Francois out of the game. I mean, nobody thought Florida State was going to be what they were. I mean, that's not Alabama's fault. That's not a bad win, and they dominated them. Like, Florida State was third in the country when they played them. No, you're right, but I, I don't think even with Francois, I don't think they're the third best team in the country. I don't think I don't think that Florida State team is even. They're probably the third best team in their conference. I, I think I think they got their heart. I, I don't because they almost they should have beat Miami without Francois. I mean, they had Miami beat Miami scored a late touchdown to beat them without Francois. So with him, I, I definitely think Florida. And I'm. Believe me, I'm not no Florida State lover. No, no. I'm just saying, I, I I think if you look at the whole thing, who, who really did Ohio State beat that's that great? Well, Penn State, when Penn State was two. So if we're going by what they were at the time, you have to give Ohio State credit for that. Oh, okay, but let me ask you this. I, okay, they were two in the country. And Wisconsin was what, third or fourth? Fourth, fourth. Okay, Wisconsin, first of all, you and I both know Wisconsin's not the fourth best team in the country. 
not happening. If Wisconsin, Wisconsin played Alabama schedule, I guarantee you they'd have two or three losses. Sure. I mean, if you look at Alabama's wins, I mean, they did win in LSU. They did win in Mississippi State. You know, them are two. You know, they lost at Auburn. I mean, that's not a terrible loss. I mean, Georgia lost at Auburn, too, and then beat them on a neutral field. So, I mean, I just look at it like I think the Big Ten hasn't done themselves no justice by performing terribly the last two years in the playoffs. I mean, they I think they lost 69 to nothing in the last two years. That's just not No, I, I agree with you, but I think the benefit of the doubt and put them in over Penn State, they probably shouldn't have. You know, Clemson just buried them. Now, coming into the playoff games, you know what? I mean, Clemson would bury Ohio State again. They wouldn't be able to move the ball on Clemson. I mean, you you have to look. It's it's to me. I think what they basically have made it is the four. They're putting the four best teams in there. They're not putting the four most deserving. I feel like I've brought this up before. I don't know your position on it. I can't remember it or if you've given a position. My idea for the 18 playoff, are you in favor of that or no? The 18? I like the idea for the 18, yeah. And it kind of feels like this would have been a perfect year for it because you have – my idea is for anyone listening who hasn't heard it before. You take the five power conference championships, so – ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12. You take the five teams that win those conference championships, you take the two best at-large teams, and you take the best non-Power 5 conference champion. This year would have been perfect. Because you have UCS, who we know isn't one of – they're not worthy of us making the 14 playoff, even though they're undefeated. But – if you throw them in as the eight seed in the eighteen playoffs, at least then you have all these non power five conference teams saying, Okay, if we win our conference championship we have a shot. Right. You know, give them a shot. I am looking forward I mean we're not previewing no games, but I am looking forward to that game with the UCF and Auburn just uh trying to see how they handle themselves. That'll be really good. And it'll be interesting to see what happens if UCF wins. It, just in terms of where where the, the mindset of the committee is moving forward, or maybe if we see these undefeated non-Power 5 conference champions go into big bowl games and you beat the second-best team in the SEC or the, the third-best team in the SEC, if you go in and get a win, maybe five years down the road if a 14-0 or 13-0 team from – whatever conference, the Mountain West or the AAC, maybe that gets them a little more respect. Yeah, I mean, ah. I, I don't know. My my whole thing is with the 18 playoffs, too, these these people who, who work for the NCAA, these are the greediest sons of bitches alive. And, and they're just leaving – millions upon millions of dollars on the table not using that first weekend of college football bowl games as a quarterfinals. You have the you have these five bowl games on that that first Saturday of, of bowl season that are all shit teams. You have teams from the Sun Belt and the Mountain West and the Conference USA 
if you just use that Saturday as your four quarterfinals games, then you have your semifinals on New Year's Day, and then that Monday, a week or a week and a half after the semifinals, you do the final. I, I mean, the money alone that you'd make in in the gate at the stadiums makes it worth it. Not to mention what the TV ratings would be. Oh, I agree. I agree for and, sure. And and it's not like these guys like care about the the, the student athletes. Like <laughs> these guys play fourteen college games, and then you suggest that they might have to play fifteen. It's like, well, we need we need to keep in mind the the academic issues that'll come from this. They can't be missing that much school. Like, right. you got to be kidding me. Right. Right. So. That, that's that's my piece. I, I would love to see an 18 playoff. I, I was once a believer that a 16 team playoff would be best, but 16 is too much. But eight is perfect. Uh, but with all that said, I I am really looking forward to to the bowl season this year. It's been a spectacular return for college football in my life. I mean, uh, you know, let, let's not forget either. Two weeks ago, I did make the prediction and got all four right. You did. You, you completely forecast all of that. I, I did not. <laughs> you were a little too high on the U. I was. I think they're a year away. I, I think that that Rick is in the process of turning that program around, and I think with the turnover chain and the prestige of Miami, I think that they're probably going to be a mainstay in the in the playoff conversation for the next few years. Just remember one thing: Mark Rick doesn't fare well in big games, and he's got to he's got to do a lot of he's got to end up beating Dabo Sweeney a lot of times in big games, and I don't know if it could happen. So, so let's talk about Dabo real quick. You know, and we're kind of stepping on what we were going to talk about um, next week, but I don't really care. He has back-to-back championship game appearances with one win last year. If he, if Clemson can win another title, that'd be three championship appearances in three years. Back-to-back national titles, which I'm looking right now, um, that hasn't been done often. Put them in the category of Nick Saban. Saban, um, even if you look at two and three, yeah, two and three years, like Nebraska, Nebraska won in 94 and 95. Um, yeah, Florida won in 96, and then you go into the 2000s, Florida won in 06 and 08. I mean, now, now we're really – we're really talking about Dabo as, like, one of the all-timers, which kind of seems crazy because it doesn't seem like he's been around that long in Clemson, but, like, the, the, res- the resume is building quickly. The resume is building quickly, and if he happens to win a title, that means he would happen to beat Alabama again, so that would make him 2-1 and one in playoff games against Saban, which is a pretty nice feat for him right there. And how about this? Since 2012, or actually, yeah, 2012, their win totals every year. 
11, 11, 10, 14, 14, 12 this year. In the last five years, the only bowl game that he's lost was the championship in 2015. Wow. And, you know, coming into this year, I mean, he lost a college football guy. I mean, I'm not just saying it, but Deshaun Watson was the I – mean, <laughs> I mean, I will college talk about, football god. I will talk about Deshaun Watson as a college football god because I mean, coming into the year, I never expected Clemson to be this good. I mean, they lost. Not only did they lose him, they lost Goldman, they lost Williams, they lost Leggett, and and here they are, and and they're kind of as much as they're the same team. They're so much different. Their defense is so good. Their defensive line is is. Really good, and uh, I just give a ton of credit. I I like him. I, I like him as a guy. I just think he's a fun coach. I think he has fun with his players. I think his players love him, and uh, and they perform for him. And man, he's he's on the cusp of of greatness. Yeah, I mean, now all of a sudden you're. He's right in the same category as Saban and Urban Meyer. and I mean, in my lifetime watching college football, which really paying attention to it probably starts around 2002 or 2003, like a championship win for, for Dabo this year, that puts him in that top three yeah. without, without question. Yeah. And I think he's – He's just hitting his prime where I think – He's only 48. I think Urban and Saban obviously still phenomenal coaches. I'm not taking nothing away from them. I think they're kind of leveled off. You know what I mean? They're all-time they're all great, and they're, and they're always going to be great. But I think Dabble is just getting better. I don't think he's reached his peak yet. I agree. Saban is 66 years old. That, that seems crazy. Yeah. I mean – What's going to be crazy is, you know, Alabama's going to have a lot of guys back for this playoff game. You know, yeah. they have a lot of people to injury. And uh, I don't want to get it too in-depth of, uh, you know, but these playoff games are going to be something really special. It's probably – these four teams, I think, are the are – the, I think it's the best four all around that we've had yet as far as I feel any of them could win it. Yeah, it seems like every year they're they're the clear favorite in the two semifinal games, and I, I don't have the the odds to back that up or anything. Off the top of my head, it just kind of seems like every year we know who the two teams are that are going to be playing in the the national championship game. Obviously, the year Ohio State won, they did upset Alabama, but Oregon and Florida State. I mean, that year they were pretty good too, but you know, you kind of felt Oregon was a better team than Florida State and. You know, Ohio State did pull off the upset and then and then win the title. But mm-hmm. you know, like like last year, Clemson was just much better than Ohio State. Alabama much better than Washington. You know, every I think everybody was just waiting for the title game last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for but sure. Everybody knew the rematch was coming. Well, it is. Uh, it's going to be a good bowl season. We need to figure out the the date and time for when we're going to do our bowl preview. Um, but 
Paulie, I think that's a that's a wrap for tonight's episode. Do you have anything else you wanted to touch on quickly before we sign off? No, no, I'm good. Uh, I, I enjoyed the show and, and uh, you know, looking forward to the bowl preview. That's one of my favorite shows of the year, for sure. I think I think what we're going to have to do, we have the bowl preview coming up. We're going to do NFL every week, obviously. I think after Christmas, I think we need to do a big NBA podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm down for that. That's good for, for 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 a lot of people, Christmas Day. That's like the first time you really get into the NBA. Um, you have the five games all day long. Um, and that's kind of when you could tell where things are going during the season. Right now it's still a little early, but we'll be we'll be nearing the halfway point by Christmas Day. So we'll need to, to really dig in and find some stuff to talk about. There's plenty to talk about. I could talk about NBA for hours, but you know that. <laughs> Polly, thank you very much. It's been fun. We will uh, we'll be back probably next week with two podcasts, the Week 15 picks and the college football bowl games. So have a good night. Have a good night, my friend. All right, bye.